This is a Strips Trust podcast. All news and all views expressed in the podcast are those of the contributors, not necessarily those of Morecambe Football Club. Well, welcome along. This is uh, episode 11 of the Shrimps Trust podcast, The Shrimp Net. Uh, how do we get to 11 so quickly? It's because we're doing one a week and I'm going to have to put my glasses on because I've got to read what I'm going to talk about now. Um, no game since the uh, Wednesday home win, which obviously we did plenty on last week and the gaffer came on and uh, gave us some real insight into uh, his footballing brain. Um, but today uh, we've got still got plenty going on. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see I've got plenty of guests uh, we're beating him off with a, a, um, a stick uh, currently, which is good. Um, as usual, I'm joined by uh, the uh, head on show from the, the trustees, um, the voice of the emails, and, uh, and my sidekick, Joel Shooter. Welcome along, Joel. Eden Freeze. Um, we've also got uh, the, the, uh, the brains of the boardroom, and uh, I always say that, James. Um, so, welcome along, James. Eden Freeze. <laughs> Uh, we've also got um, in, a, in a, a new touch, which a lot of people on Shrimps Voices and on the Facebook page on Morecambe FC have been voicing an interest in getting involved. And the first person to do so was, he's known as Bristol Shrimp, but he's, uh, he's known to the rest of us now as Dan. Welcome along, Dan. Uh, hiya. <laughs> and as you can see, uh, two distinguished guests, both from the club. Uh, first of all, um, ex-Bolton, Wigan, Bury and Preston North End, uh, gloveless keeper, Simon Farnworth, now our physio. Welcome alongside. Good evening, nice to And finally, uh, the, uh, the hero, the hero of, uh, of Wembley, never a penalty, Kyle Leatheran. <laughs> Good evening. So we'll start, we'll start as we mean to go on. Uh, no game for two weeks, Joel. We've been uh, lucky in getting all these guests on with plenty to talk about. But looking at it, uh, it's been a strange couple of weeks. Sam going... Um, we're going to get an update on the uh, on the situation for Wimbledon on Saturday off Farney and what have you, but what have you been up to? What I've been up to? I've actually been moving to Manchester, so it's been a nice little uh, a nice little week off to have from the from uh, from a game, giving giving me a bit of time to settle in. But no, yeah, it has been weird. It's been quite nice looking uh, looking over the international games at the weekend and seeing obviously Alfred McCallum getting his uh, first international start against I think it was Estonia, so that was really good to see. Uh, and yeah, just it's but it's getting to the point now. You know, I've had enough of uh, there not being any uh, club football on. So I've been uh, I've been looking forward to uh, getting back this Saturday because last Saturday I was actually at uh, I was at Oldham's ground. I was at Boundary Park for a bit of fan protest, and it was a bit of a dicey atmosphere with the kind of fans coming onto the pitch. And uh, I was actually sat right behind the director's box which I didn't realise until I'd gotten to the ground and sat there. So all the kind of we want Abdullah out chants were basically directed just about where I was. So it was quite funny being at the centre of all that. But yeah, looking it was my fault. Yeah, it was all my fault, yeah. <laughs> I was just uh but yeah, it was it was quite interesting, but I'm very happy to be getting back from the Zebra on Saturday. So well I'll come now come to Farney. Um I mentioned how many how many appearances altogether, Farney? Quite a few, nearly five hundred was it? Yeah, five hundred and forty I think uh, games altogether. 
And uh, obviously, I know you played at Christie Park quite a few times in pre-season friendlies for Bolton and play and people like that. And yeah, then, Bolton and Wigan played. Yeah, 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 I, I do, I do, I remember those obviously. And then um, obviously qualified as a physio fanny. And then, you, am I right in thinking? Did you start at Liverpool Academy? Uh, no, I started at Wigan Athletic. Actually, I was uh, I was a goalkeeper there, and then uh, one day the manager called me when I was thirty-four years old and asked me to be his physio. Uh, disturbing at the time, as you can imagine. Said, uh, I thought you wanted me to be a goalkeeper. And he went, well, he said, uh, I'm bringing somebody else in this year. He said, so I'd like to be a physio. So that's how that started off. So I was Wigan physio for about two years. And then you went, is that right? You went to Liverpool after that then? That's right, I went to Liverpool Academy. They were just building the academy at the time. Liverpool were the first um, club to build a proper, what's called, proper academy. Steve Highway was the uh, academy director. So I went there and interviewed up the job. And, um, it was, a quite, it was quite difficult at the time to take the job. Obviously, Wigan uh, were just starting to work in football by um, their wheeling coming in. So um, it was a bit of a gamble to go to the club at the end of the year. And then, and then uh, you, got the, uh, you, you got the Morecambe job. Was that, was that about 2000? And, well, it's, it's 12 years ago now, is it? Yeah, 12 years ago. Yeah, we all got sacked at Liverpool. <laughs> Rapid and even sacked us all uh, in the cabin and just cleaned everybody out. While I was at the top taking a slight break, uh, Rob Taylor rang me up and said that uh, we're after a physio um, just a year or so after you've been in the league. So um, I just sort of did some homework on Morecambe. I wasn't sure about what they were and who they were, but um, obviously after meeting Rob, as you know, he was a very friendly fellow and uh, he sold it to me. And, and the rest is history. It is. So, uh, Joel, Joel, I'm going to let Joel point out his amazing fact about Farnley, uh, which I know he's, he's been dying to use. But the other thing that's interesting for all listeners about Farnley is that if you if you ever get to speak to him on a Saturday and he's not busy, tell him what you're eating for your tea, and he will supply the best wine. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, I do like wine and red wine. I um, collect red wine and uh, you know, read a bit about it. So yeah, I try and. Uh, Keep on top of that. In fact, the managers are very keen on Pinot Noir. So anybody, you know, if he does well, you want to buy him a bottle. Pinot Noir is the one for the manager. All right, there you go. Right, Joel, your moment of your moment of fame has come. I know. Yeah, I've, I've been looking forward to this. Uh, so basically, I've, I've, we discussed this before, but I, I was having a read, and uh, uh, turns out Farney is the, the the last ever goalkeeper in England to go without gloves. Uh, so I, I'm just wondering, kind of. How did that happen? Was that something you kind of felt more comfortable doing, or? Yeah, when when I was young, obviously a long time ago, um, got the gloves that they've got now, the neoprene base gloves, were not in existence. So when I played, I was 13, 14, 15, in cotton gloves. Um, and obviously on dry days, you found that your hands were better, um, you know, for catching the ball. So you got used to it as a young person, and obviously then you became a pro. Um, even then, I'd always wear uh, no gloves on a dry day. Um, so I just got used to it, and I, I always did it. So really, until I got to Preston North, then we asked to turn pitch, uh, and you couldn't you know, leave gloves on then in case you would burn your hands. Uh, otherwise, I would not, not wear gloves on a dry day. So uh, coming to Kyle now, do you remember these days of no gloves? Because your, your dad was a keeper, wasn't he? Yeah, obviously, that's the only thing I remember from is obviously my dad telling me the stories growing up of him wearing no gloves and how 
how lucky we are that we've got these latex gloves these days and all this. You get all this jibber-jabber, don't you, from him? But, um, yeah, there's pictures in the walls in my house, back in Wales, of him obviously coming for crosses with no gloves on and stuff like that. So it was a, a rude awakening, but obviously I was fortunate enough never to be, obviously, be, um, obviously we're not wear any gloves, you know what I mean? So obviously I wouldn't. I wouldn't like that thought, that thought uh, of wearing no gloves, to be honest. But um, yeah, but uh, finally turned out to be you know a great keeper without any gloves. So I commend him. <laughs> I'm sure Scott Bennett can't <laughs> you were wearing gloves. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was uh, that was one of my uh, and and I was I was new new to Twitter, but I was brought to the joys of it, Kyle, when. Uh, Obviously, uh, there was uh, there was a situation one of, one of the uh, in England Scotland game where the so, uh, 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 the keeper came out and uh, managed to make contact not with the ball but with somebody's head and uh, everybody was saying that was a penalty and your tweet straight away was never a pen. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> I wonder. They don't know what they're talking about, do they? <laughs> um, to be fair, I was, I was sat at home and I wasn't even watching the game and I just see my phone go ping, 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 ping. So I was thinking, what you know, what. Uh, what the hell's going on there sort of thing so I run over to my phone and then it just obviously of all the Newport all the Morecambe yeah. you know everybody who watched the game just started tagging me and stuff and uh, so I just thought oh you know great time to have a bit of friendly banter and um, yeah I got some nibbles and I got some laughs and but um, yeah it was you know it was, it was all in the in, in the right heart to be honest but it was uh, yeah it was all a bit of fun in the end so I'll stick with you now for now Kyle it, it, it's it's a bit of a well. I'm not saying it's a strange story, but you know, you, you came to us uh, and immediately came in his first choice after being, um, shall we say, shall we say, let go by Chesterfield. And obviously, Chesterfield were doing okay in the National League, but they weren't exactly pulling up any trees. And then yeah. all of a sudden, you, you're you're down for us. You're, you're in his first choice, and and, I, and and me and Joel have discussed this before uh, on the you know you. you, you as we we, we we thought, oh, well, we, we, you've got you've got to judge somebody when they comes in how they've done, and you've never put a foot wrong. You've been absolutely brilliant, mate. So <laughs> I mean, that, that's it's a strange story, isn't it? Um, yeah, obviously with, with the Chesterfield thing, I think it was more of a obviously one knew about the other. I knew about Morecambe before Chesterfield let me go, so I went into Chesterfield and I said, look, obviously I've got Morecambe interested. Um, you know, obviously in a higher division, I want to go play back in the league. You know, will you let me go? Um, and the manager at the time said, um, obviously, I, I just kept think, six, seven clean sheets in a row for him. So he was like, hang on, hang on a minute, you're going to have to give me a day or two to get a keeper in. And the next day I came in and he said, right, I've got one lined up. If you want to, if you want to go that, you know, that bad, then, you know, that, that, then, then you can sort of thing. So that, you know, that's, it came about a mutual agreement that way. And then obviously, you know, I'd be stupid not to. I looked at the table. I think obviously we were traveling down to Exeter, you know, that night. And I think we were third in the league. So in, in January, you know what I mean? So a great shot of getting promoted with a manager that, that trusts me and that I, I know if I come in and perform for him, he'll, he'll sort of play me week in, week out. So I was like, you know, you know it was a no-brainer really. And, and I came in from, and from day one, just great, great set of lads and, um, you know, enjoyed every minute of it. And, and that's still the case now. And uh, and finishing up, um, did you did you dream when you came in? Did you think, well, you know, this this might end up in promotion, particularly at Wembley? Do you know what? Um, at the start, we just took it, you know, for what it is, sort of thing. But when it started getting about ten games in, and we were, you know, we were we were 
all the boys in that dressing room were aiming for automatic and we all thought we could get it and would get it sort of thing and to miss out on a, by a point in the last game of the season was a bit gutting but it just showed what uh, what character we did have in that dressing room that we could just push it to one side and go through the playoff games like we did um, you know that, that was a great uh, testament to all the, all the boys involved in that and um, yeah you know we went to we went to uh, Wembley and, and you, know, you know we did the job so looking at it, um, it's been a pretty positive move. Obviously, uh, signed a new contract. You're pretty settled now. Yeah, settled. Um, obviously, uh, find myself obviously out of the team at the minute. Obviously, which is a bit obviously disappointing. But you know, these things happen in football. You just got to sort of brush yourself down and try your hardest to now get back in the team, sort of thing. Um, but you know, I'm still, I'm still, you know, loving, loving it at the club, sort of thing. You know. I'm not really looking to go elsewhere. Obviously, I want to play for for more for, for, for Morecambe sort of thing, and hopefully that can be the case. That, you know, this season that I've got to wrestle my shirt back at the minute. So uh, from that, then we can gather that Fanny's got you fit again. Yes, he has. Um, obviously, he sent me for a scan. I just um, made a dive, routine dive to my left one day in training. and felt a click in my shoulder. Carried on, didn't think anything of it, and I woke up the next day and I couldn't couldn't lift my shoulder up. So. And that was the day of the Rotherham game, so it'll be a bit of a predicament for the bench. Uh, they were going to put me on it um, unfit just because they didn't didn't want anybody to be seen without a keeper on the bench because if they seen that, they might have targeted Jockel a bit more. Uh, I was willing to do that sort of thing, um, but obviously the, the manager decided against it, and and then obviously that became obviously when Baz stepped in for two games, um, uh, and yeah, no, no, I'm obviously. You know, fully fit. I've trained the last sort of week, week or so. So I'm um, looking to push now to obviously, re hopefully, regain my place at some stage. So looking at um, what what was what was Barry like training with? Because uh, uh, he was warm, in the warm ups that I saw. He looked like a frightened rabbit in car headlights. <laughs> to be honest, obviously I was in the gym. So obviously, Farney would be probably um, better to ask ask that question too because I was upstairs in the gym doing rehab on my shoulder and that. So obviously, I didn't really. It's only the time I really seen seen him was, like you said, in the warm up sort of thing, and um, yeah, he was uh, getting stiffer and stiffer by the day. Asking, please, you know, when you're back because my hips can't deal with this anymore. <laughs> so uh, my 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 last question uh, for you is, obviously, goalkeepers and Fanny, you're a you're an honorary member of this goalkeepers. You've got to be a bit mental. You've got to be a bit tapped, haven't you? Come on. Yeah, of course you have. You know, obviously, you, 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 in my eyes, you're not a keeper if you if you if you're not sort of thing. And you know, if you if you look at the keepers, at, uh, our players, yockles as mad as they come, bunkers. Um, you know, probably you know, at 19 years of age, I don't think I've seen anybody that that bunkers in all my life, sort of thing, and confident. And then obviously, I, I'm the exact same. You know, I'd throw myself in front of if in front of anything. It's just you know the way the, the way you. You you grown up as a keeper. You either love it or you hate it. Sort of thing. If you hate it, and it's the wrong position for you, and uh, yeah, you've got to be a bit, you know do lally to be in there. To be honest, but um, you know it's um, I, I wouldn't want to do anything else. To be honest, it's uh, you know something I've loved since being a little boy, and I've I've been fortunate to, to call it my job for uh, for the last sort of fifteen years. So you know, I'm a very lucky boy. So it sounds like with uh, Barry and Farney and uh, and Yoko, you're in good company then. Yeah, we all have a good laugh every day and a good, uh, good, uh, good joke about me and Farney to take the pee out of each other all day, not all day, every day sort of thing. So you know, 
they're, um, the, the, the cracks there between us all and you know, we, give, we give it a buzz as well and and uh, and it's, it's it's all in good love in the end, isn't it, fans? <laughs> so I'm going to come to you now, Si. Um, you, you've probably been the busiest man uh, since the start of the season. And uh, I mean, I, I was laughing with Joel last week in the fact that uh, we signed uh, Jonathan Abika and he got injured. So we signed a younger to replace him and he got injured. So then we signed Shane Harrison and he got injured to replace him. And then I'm like, for God's sake, is it, you know, uh, you didn't expect this, did you, at the start of the season? These freak injuries. No, and they've all come to strikers, like you say, so and that's the most disturbing thing. I think Cole Stockton's had a bit of a, a word with somebody and a bit of techno to take them all out. Because I'm more than I say, all of them have put uh, injured one after the other. He, he could walk on water at the minute, anyway. <laughs> yeah, true, yeah. <laughs> So, what's the situation, Farney? Uh, uh, are things improving? Obviously, we've heard Kyle's back fit again. What's the situation with uh, uh, Aaron Wildig and uh, Shayon Harrison and etc. Oh, etc. Et yeah, Aaron's back fit now. He's training every day. He played in the Blackburn last week. Um, besides that, um, we're all progressing well at the because uh, long term, you know, he's been weak and he's back to uh, playing in December. He's just um, in the pool at the moment and can start doing some bike work uh, from Saturday, six weeks before the operation. Uh, so he's progressing well. I only was doing very well. He had an operation um, three weeks ago now uh, and probably joined in the train with about five weeks. So he's not too far off. He's progressing well. Uh, Shayon's um, fractured a bone in his foot. Um, he had a PRP injection with Andrew yesterday. And again, similar to him, he will, he'll be about to four to five. Well, th thanks for the update. I've just opened, uh, obviously we've got uh, Wimbledon on Saturday, which I'll come to in a minute, but uh, um, they're, uh, they're, they're notoriously brilliant set pieces this season, so I'm expecting a few head injuries. That's <laughs> <laughs> all not. No, exactly. Right, Dan, Dan thanks, for, thanks for joining us. Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, people, people. Obviously, uh, you voiced an interest on Trips Voices, saying uh, you know, and a couple of people suggested, "Oh, why don't you get fans on?" And uh, and uh, this is this is, and I'm 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 not going to embarrass you now because we'll come to it. But uh, <laughs> the uh, the uh, the situation was, I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, like, you know, we'll have you on as mem a member of the trust." And this is where you have to come, you have to come clean now, Dan. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> yeah, when, when I, um, I think uh, I, I responded to a comment um, on a Trim's Voices thread, uh, just saying, yeah, no, great, I'll, I'll wait for your call. Uh, and that, that was in jest. And uh, I got a message saying, uh, yeah, we'll have you on. I was like, oh, wow, like, wow okay, um, great. Um, and it's something I've been meaning to, to do for a little while now um, is actually join uh, the Shrimps Trust. Joel, um, Joel but, get in, get yeah. in that now. <laughs> yeah. I know, we'll have um, to have room for it. Now. Yeah, yeah, and uh, the message uh, about coming onto this podcast tonight from uh, Free saying, oh, I, I assume you're a member of the Trust. I thought, well, actually, I, I was just, I basically I was thinking, I'll wait until I come on uh, and, and find out really how, how, how to, I, I'm desperate to do it, but I don't know how to do it. Like, Sign him up now, Joel, live. Yeah. <laughs> That's what that, yeah, I'm sure that'll make absolutely thrilling content, me getting uh, <laughs> somebody to sign up for, for the Trinity Trust on the podcast. It's what the fans, it's what everybody wants to see, isn't it? 
Yeah. I'm sure we can sort that out after we yeah. so, go. Yeah. So go on then, Dan. I, 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 I know, I know you've got the you've got the right shirt on there. That was uh, yeah uh, one of my favourites from about six or seven seasons ago. That I mean, yeah. that's the Nick Fenton shirt. That one. Yeah. How, how yeah. did you become? How did you become a Morecambe fan? Tell us. Uh well, um, I guess some people would would probably label me a, a little bit of. A, a glory hunter, uh, which just doesn't sound right. Uh, I started supporting them um, in uh, the 2006-7 season, um, very early on in that season. Uh, I was living in um, Haitian, and a friend of mine uh, and his dad had tickets to watch a uh, Tuesday night game against Tamworth. Uh, nil-nil, first, first game. Yeah. First, but um, yeah, I mean, sort of growing up, I had always had an interest in football. But like, like a lot of my friends were like Man United, like Chelsea, and I, just, I, I, I didn't really feel like, you know, I, I just think that that was kind of, um, you know, for, for for the fact that they're they're sort of playing and and winning all the time um, it was just not really my kind of um, thing. But uh, yeah, this game uh, dull. Uh, as, I, as I remember, nil nil, but um, just the just caught the bug um, from there, and uh, yeah, no, it was great. And obviously, having to uh, obviously live in Bristol now, um, that would have limited my uh, you know ability to go to as much games as I would like. Obviously, with um, uh, I follow last season, I, I was able to watch uh, well, every game, um, but there would have been some good ones to go and watch. Uh, you know, from from here, if I could have done. Um, weirdly enough, my last three games that I've been able to go to have all been against Newport. So it was the the Wembley final, which was great. That was that was brilliant. Um, and then it was, uh, I think it was a, a maybe a one or two games before uh, the lockdown was probably the worst game of football I've, I've ever yeah. seen. It was the very last game before lockdown. Was it? Yeah, it was, it it was, was terrible. It was yeah. the worst game of football yeah. I've ever seen yeah. in my life. Yeah, it, it I refelt in the shed roof. Look interesting. It was oh, it was it was terrible. I I, I said to my wife, I said, um, you know, we we've got to go to this because uh, it's just over the bridge. Literally, I can see the bridge now. Um, it's just over the bridge. So, like, come on. She'd never been to a football game. I was like, you'll you'll love it. Like, you know, doing all right at the moment, doing okay. And uh, afterwards, she said, is that is that like a good game of football? I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> Uh, I'm so sorry. Like you know, I think it was about forty quid, and uh, yeah, that that was a terrible. Game. And and to to sort of top it off, like obviously we're actually managing to lose that game as well. Um, yeah. It's I, I don't really know how that happened because I don't really recall like a shot. Um, so I don't really. Well, if you remember, it, yeah. if you remember, I remember the game. It was blowing a hooli, and the yeah. wind was swirling. The pitch was like a ploughed field that you wouldn't have put conifers on, uh, and. Uh, our keeper at the time, if you remember, he came out came out for a cross and punched it straight to their guy who yeah who, who absolutely mishit it, but somehow it sort of scuffled yeah. in, and it was, yeah. like, it was like and it was like please kill me now because that was, yeah. was the worst game ever yeah and then there was a chance right at the end with um it was Harvey Bradbury and I sort of remember he, I think he lobbed the keeper and and I'm sort of thinking I don't quite know how that's not gone in uh, but you know it's just one of those it was just one of those utterly forgettable games um, and then the time before that um, was actually uh, my stag do um, I was uh, uh, I was treated to a box at, at the uh, at the Mizuma um, and uh, my mates had me dress up in a too small shirt uh, and walk out onto the pitch 
uh, and I felt like right idiot. Like I was, a, you know, already quite a few beers in, and I was wearing these tiny, tiny t-shirt and tiny shorts, and yeah, it'd be like so shaking hands with some of the Newport players, thinking, "What, what am I, what am I doing?" And you could tell they were looking at me like, "Who's this? Like, who's this guy?" Like, it was really, it was strange. But that was a great game as well. Like, I think uh, one 0 down quite early on, there was a shot that looked so it might not have gone in uh, very tight. I think the linesman gave it as over the line. Um, and then I, th- I think Kev was involved with, uh, with you Carlos. Do sur- for, you do surprise uh, me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, for us at the time, uh, in a turnaround win. Um, and it's one of the best goals I've actually seen live was, uh, I think it was Wilding that might have ended up finishing it off. But um, it was a lovely team move. And uh, yeah, so I, I, mean, I don't get to as many games as I'd like to. And obviously with us going up to League One uh, and the teams coming down from uh, League One to League Two, uh, being so Bristol Rovers and Swindon, they would be ideal for me. Um, it'd be great, but uh, not going to happen. But it's still Cheltenham, try to get to Oxford, and I'm going to try and get to as many home games as I can as well because the uh, atmosphere at the moment just seems incredible. That, 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 never mind that, you've got to join the Shrimps Trust before you do any of that. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, yeah, I'll do that before the night's out. <laughs> Good man. That's what yeah. I like. You see, new member, Joel. <laughs> yeah. So, um, James, I'll come to you now. Um, I know you had the meeting with the, the Shrimps Trust. Uh, you're the uh, you're the board member who's responsible uh, for the uh, communication with the Shrimps Trust. Uh, any updates for us? Yeah, um, the um, the relationship with the, with the trust is, is just getting better and better. I think um, the idea was just to get a, a regular monthly call in. Um, it was quite a while ago, and we've had now a few of those. I think Joel will attest to the fact that now that we've got um, general manager involved, I'm becoming increasingly redundant, which is perfect. Um, so I'm I'm now a happy bystander as, as sort of Ben takes on the various bits of feedback and can actually give something with him himself rather than me passing a message on to somebody who passes a message on again. And obviously the relationship's really good. Um and there's been some good stuff we've been able to do. Like we've been, you know, the, the trust raised that money for the roof a while ago. It's been great that that's now being able to get across to the club because um, the, the filing's going in and the, the work's starting um, to get that roof and behind the barter card stand. Um, the trust was really quick in turning around volunteers to get a new seats in the stadium, which is fantastic. Um, the trust is doing its transport again this this season, and um, there's just there's just a, a good relationship there, um, and it's, it's getting stronger by the month, which is which is fantastic. So I think um, you know again, it's, it's, we, we said if we said back in um, at the beginning of the year we wanted all the different parts of the Morecambe family to work well together. Well, you know here we are in September and. As things down, they're working really well. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's really good and it's enjoyable as well because you know the guys, the guys who make up the trustees, um, some have been around less time, some have been around more time, but they're all just giving the time for free um, and, and just volunteering whatever they can to to, to, to further the interests of fans and also the club. So, yeah, it's, it's just a really good thing. It's um, it, it's quite humbling to be involved. Thanks for the update. I'll, I'll I'll move on. I'll come back to Joel now, and obviously I'll I'll get Kyle involved here as well. And Dan's thoughts on this. Uh, Wimbledon Saturday. Um, as I've said before, looking at just just that sort of watch a highlights package of the Wimbledon games. Uh, lots of goals, lots of chances from set pieces, which is probably the old Wimbledon way. Uh, a great win against Oxford last Saturday. They've only I think they've only lost once, and that was at, at Stadium of Light to Sunderland. They got a two-all draw after being 2-0 down at, at Ipswich. Um, this is not going to be an easy game, Joel, Saturday. 
No, not at all. They've had a good start to the season. Obviously, like you say, they've got they've had a lot of goals. Uh, I think they're quite high in the attacking numbers. They get get it forward quite quickly, and, it, and it, you know it's, it's kind of good to see that they're, they're able to do that after. Obviously, they had Joe Piggott last last season. They've lost him in the summer, but they're still able to kind of you know, keep up momentum and, and and still kind of come out and attack properly, which is good. And I think it's 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 encouraging almost to see them doing well for for a club like ourselves because. I think they, their, their gate is around, I think I think it was averaging 4,000 before lockdown. And obviously, we, we're kind of looking to kind of get around that. So, it's just good to see another kind of club at this level who aren't considered like a historically massive, massive club. I know, uh, but, um, that, you know, that they're surviving and they're continuing to do well. And, you know, it's just, it's just great to see. And obviously, you know, I'm just hoping it'll be a good game on, on Saturday and one that will win. So coming to you, Kyle. Um, obviously, we've got we've got Shane McLaughlin that we actually signed from Wimbledon. Uh, you would kind of think, having that, he's had a couple of seasons there. He might, he might be in the prime position to actually uh, give the gaffer some tips. Do you reckon? Yeah, we had a meeting this morning. Obviously, uh, obviously, I won't, I won't indulge too much into it. The gaffer will tell me off if I do. Um, but yeah, but we know all, we know all about their you know their, their strengths and weaknesses and stuff like, that, like so. Um, yeah, they got the big boy um, Ollie Palmer up front. It was a big handful on his day, sort of thing, winning, winning headers, etc. So we know we have, we need to be a little bit to um, to null and void that, you know, to, to start with. Um, but more importantly, as well, you know, can we continue doing what we've been doing good, not just what they've been doing bad, sort of thing. Um, uh, yeah, so you concentrate more on us, and when you've got somebody like Cole. In the form that he is, you know, when you when you can score goals with a drop of a hat like 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 he does at the moment, um, it can only be a confidence booster for the team, and uh, hopefully we can continue that form into the into this next one coming coming along now. Also, Dan, your thoughts on this one? Um, Wimbledon probably living up to the uh, the hype of of Wimbledon of old. They, we know they're going to be in our faces, but what are your thoughts? Yeah, um, I mean, I think um, certainly early on in the season, um, but I feel like we've surprised a lot of teams uh, already, and I think definitely they they have as well. Um, I think a, lo- a lot of the um, sort of things I've been listening to and, and sort of expert opinion has Wimbledon right down there struggling, and I think sort of historically that's kind of what they've done as well is uh, they've struggled, they've put together like a, a mad run kind of sort of halfway through the season and, and end up sort of mid-table almost it's quite straight but they seem to have started off really well this season um but then again i think uh, as you say um sort of focus more on on us as well and the strengths that, that we have at the moment and i think certainly at home um you know we, we've looked really solid um and i think yeah it'd be a battle i think but i definitely think we'd be up for it and uh yeah it, it just feels like it's been so long since we've had a game um because of that, that international break where we've had too many players called up for international duty, it's uh, so it's nice to um, you know it's nice to be back. Um, and uh, yeah, definitely, I, I think it's, it'd be a tough game for sure because I think they they do seem a really good side, certainly physical. Um, but yeah, um, quietly confident, I think. So I, I, I do think, from that point of view, we 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 had we've had continuity from the start of the season. Uh, in pro- probably ninety percent of the of the team, uh, but losing Sam to Charlton, which is great for Sam, and uh, it was a deserved move. For him. 
Uh, and as we discovered last week, he was, you know, it was, it was, it was the right move for him. It was the right move for the club. So I'll come to James now because obviously we've lost, we've lost Sam, we've lost Carlos, and then uh, the, the 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 sort of like, if you like, the uh, flying the ointment was obviously uh, Manchester United poaching a a, a a decent young centre half of ours as well. Talk us through that one. Yeah, that was back in um, October, November last year. Um, and, you know, he's, uh, Jack Kingdom was a young lad who the, the team in the academy had put a lot of time and effort into over um, a few a few years. Um, he was doing really, really well. Um, United and a couple of other clubs were watching him. Um, I don't think his, his dad will mind me saying that his dad's a big Man United fan um, and you know, Jack is as well. Um, and it was one of those situations where you, know, you obviously want to keep all of your best players and we want the academy to be able to keep um, all of its best players. Um, but there's a point where you, you, you sort of think, well, you know, is this is this the best um, the best move for the club, for the, for the young lad, for 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 everybody really? And it was one of those. Um, and um, and yeah, they, they they came in initially, and we as we always do said no, and then they came in again, and we said no again, and we went back and forth a bit. Um, and and he, you know, he's, he's got a cracking move, um, and he's he's gone down there, and he's doing really well. He got um, he got called up for the, um, the for a training camp um, for, for the national team of Scotland not that long ago. He, he's captain the under 16s down there. He's played for the under 18s as well. So you know, he's he's a young lad who's clearly got um, a part of, of their pathway, um, and and he's in a good place. Um, and in in that situation, I think you know we we, we wish players all, all the very best. I think Stephen and Dermot have both, both made the point of late, and it's it's very much something that I've be a club that's full of ambitious people, um, ambitious players, ambitious staff members, just ambitious ambition generally. Um, and so when you know something comes calling and it genuinely is a move like that, you, you've got to encourage it, but obviously encourage it whilst making sure that um, the club does, does the business along the way because all of that then goes back into all the other things we're doing. Yeah, so it, it, it did come as a surprise, but I mean, it's uh, we, I mean, I, I know. Uh, I know. I know you were keen to discuss the. Uh, you know, we we like to keep our business in house, don't we? And the uh, undisclosed fee. <laughs> it's funny the undisclosed fee thing. You, I've read a couple of bits on it, and I've heard people's opinions. And the generally sort of held opinion seems to be that undisclosed is because one club or the other is embarrassed about the piece of business it's just done, which you know makes makes some sense sometimes. But I think the actual truth is a bit more complicated than that. The um, the reality is that the transfer fees nowadays. And for anybody, even for a, for a young 15-year-old, they're a lot more complex than just a fee. Um, and yet, the only thing that people are really interested in, the only bit that the press um, will, will put out, you know, in, in sort of big shining lights, is the cash amount that you get at the beginning. But especially if, 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 you're, if you're coming up with the right deal for a, for a younger player who's got huge potential, the sell-on is a big deal, the additional clauses on, on appearances are a big deal, the potential clauses on national, national appearances or on promotions are a big deal. And, and the reality is, is you know, Carl's been a professional footballer for a long time. Reality is that deals are a lot more complicated than just a fee. And if you had to go through the process of explaining all of that, um, well, well, you know, it, it's not it's not just a fee. Um, I think the reality we're pleased with with, with what's happened over the last um, 10 to 12 months. We've we've done good business, really good business for the football club, especially given where the market's been at. Um, I think that. An impartial observer or two um, would say that that's the case. Um, but we, you know, we, we've respected the, the interests of the clubs we've been dealing with. And when they said we'd like it to be undisclosed, we said, yeah, that, that's fine for us. Um, and ultimately, um, you know, these things tend to come out in the wash in the future anyway, because you know, accounts, published and the like. Um, but you know, it, it's all good business for the club. But transfer fees are more complicated than just an amount you get now. And especially for a younger player, you want to maximise every part of, 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 the, of the package, if you like, 
um, in the interest of the football club. That's a, a, a very diplomatic answer there. I think people do read into it, don't they? That it's a bit sort of clandestine and a bit sort of MI5 if it's not, it's not got a cash it, sums. You tend to find that one club or the other says it was an excellent deal, but it tends yeah. to be only one club that says it's an excellent deal, so you can read a bit into that. Yeah, true. Yeah, good point. Right, um, Joel and Dan, I'm going to come to you two now because I know you've got a couple of questions both for Kyle and for Farney. So, uh, uh, Joel, do you want to go first? Oh, yeah, you got to switch I've, it. Yeah, on. I've just, uh, yeah, I can't believe I'm going to be the one in charge of all the tech stuff it's, as well. But, uh, the good thing <laughs> is, he, he's going to have to edit this because he cocked up. I know, yeah, well, I'll have to edit it. Or maybe I'll just leave it in the comedic effect. I don't know. Maybe I've just got to, you know, be able to laugh at myself a little bit. But, uh, uh, obviously, you're one of, the, one of the members of the squad uh, who went, came in. Actually, there was quite a few actually who came in last season who played under Derek Adams before. So I was just thinking a bit earlier, actually, how does how did last season's side compare to previous Derek Adams side you play for at Plymouth? Um, very similar. Um, you, you often find with Derek's teams they're full of experience. Uh, he doesn't really tend to play as many young boys as other clubs do, I'd say, barring you, your number 10s or wingers. Uh, he, he, he likes to know exactly what he's going to get out of his sort of Saturday 11 week in, week out. And um, if you perform that on a Saturday, then you're going to play for him uh, regardless sort of thing. So it's you know, hard work is the minimum for him. If you don't run, you don't play. Simple as it comes for Derek. So I think that's the first thing you need you need to do and you know there's no sort of um there's no thrills about it you know keep the ball as far as away from our goal as, as possible and when we got it uh in their final third go and express yourselves you know you're free to do as you please so he likes his defenders to be stern very good defensively not so good going forward and he, he wouldn't mind saying that really is his, his wing backs are probably like like you know liam gibson probably one of the best Defensive left backs I've, I've I've seen in a long time. You don't see much getting past him, sort of thing. Um, and then he had obviously Kelvin and Clooney on the other side again, really good one-on-one -on -one defenders, sort of thing. And two centre halves that just you know, in Sam and that with their strong game was heading and kicking, sort of thing. And then you got Jan doing the exact same in the middle of the park. So you know, he had that at Plymouth as well. But there, you know, and then he had his flair players like you know the likes of Grant Carey and Lamiris at Plymouth, and which he had Gomez, Wildig, and Cole at our place. So if you look at that from that point of view, they're you know very similar teams, and I believe that's why he gets the success in this league that he does because he keeps it simple for, uh, for you know for his teams. He doesn't overcomplicate it. Oh, so that, that was lots of information. I quite enjoyed listening to that, uh, and just on. Goalkeeping before, obviously, you mentioned about competing for the shirt. Just in kind of general, that obviously the dynamic of a goalkeeper is really, really unique in that you do have there is just very obviously one shirt and you're very, it's very much you're competing for it. So, obviously, you're kind of supporting and you're pushing each other as goalkeepers. Is that sometimes a trick, just speaking in generally rather than about a specific situation, but is that? Something that can be tough to maintain, or is it, or is there a bit of a kind of goalkeepers' union thing so it's quite easy to gel and stick together? Uh, it, it's a weird one because it's a position where you'll find that they'll have the most respect for each other because 
you know, obviously, I can speak for myself only. I don't like seeing other keepers make making mistakes or, you know, getting injured, etc. Um, so you'll always, you know, the keeper knows exactly what it feels like to make a mistake. Like I know what it feels like to make a mistake. So I don't wish that upon any other keeper. You know what I mean? Just for me to get my sort of place back. But obviously, I know that for me, in order to get my place back, I have to perform better than the person in front of me, sort of thing. So, um, you know, it's it's all done in the right heart. I mean, me obviously mean. Like I said, like it's not Pacific based, but obviously me and Yoko get on, you know, get on brilliant. I'll support him because he's, you know, at the end of the day, he's a he's a nineteen year old goalkeeper. He's gonna make, you know, he's gonna make mistakes like I did at that age, like I will do now. You know, what I mean, every keeper makes mistakes regardless of age. But um, yeah, but obviously we'll push each other all the way, and hopefully that can only benefit more coming in in in, in the long run. Cheers, thank you, Carla. Uh, Dan, take a few questions now if you want, Dan. Yeah, um, I, I mean, I thought for a minute that was going to be exactly what I was going to ask, but um, I, I did have a, a question as well for Kyle, um, just in terms of obviously uh, being one of the players that was with us last season as well as this. Um, how have you found it to be uh, sort of different uh, under the, the new manager as opposed to obviously work with Derek before, um, some of the sort of differences in sort of training and things like that? Yeah, um, you know, very different to be honest. Um, you know, Stephen to Derek's training is completely different. Derek, you knew you were doing, and every given day of the week, you knew his, you knew they are thereabouts, unless he threw a curveball, which he very rarely did. You knew exactly what you're doing Monday, exactly what you're doing Tuesday, exactly Thursday, Friday. You were doing this, and then and then on to the games, uh, where where Stephen's everything based around the game on Saturday. You know, um, He'll, he'll put on drills that is is will go into the game that we have, like he put on a drill on Monday that we were gonna that was gonna benefit it's gonna benefit us against Wimbledon on on Saturday. But you wouldn't find Derek would do that. Derek would play more sort of small sided games all the time, keep Boris fit and more enjoyable sort of thing. That you know, in a way, if if that's really important, not that Stephen. You know that sounded wrong because not that his training is not enjoyable sort of thing, but um, yeah, you know, two vast different ways, but two you know, highly successful ways of in 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 doing it. Everyone's everyone's different. There's more there's more than one way to skin a cat, as they, as as they say, sort of thing. But um, yeah, two very you know different coaches, but you know both very enjoyable. Yeah, he hasn't had anything on his Sunday yet, has he? He hasn't had anything on Sunday yet, no. No, not not yet. <laughs> not, not yet. No. But um, yeah, but like, I just thought, I just thought I'd get that in because I know that yeah. Derek liked Derek liked his Sundays, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. You know, but obviously, Derek, obviously down in down in Plymouth, Derek liked his Sundays also. So he did, you know he never he never changed uh, in that in that regard sort of thing. That's his way. You know, it's not for some, but you know, it's his way with Derek. It was his way or or or, or no way. You know what I mean? It was. Um, you know that that's that that's the way he was, and you know who can you know who can fault his track record from from it. You know what I mean? Who can tell him otherwise? Sort of thing. No, so, uh, no, no, no complaints from us, Carl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, oh, there's a few moans and groans about coming in and saying they just you know tr trust me from, from from the boys, but we just got on with it. And end of the day, we you know we you know we got the medal on the chest, so that, that you know that's that's all that matters. Yeah, great. Um, I, I was also um was interested um. So when I was sort of growing up, goalkeeper was a position that I uh, tried and failed um, 
so I, I guess I always um, have an interest in watching goalkeepers when I go to watch football games. And obviously, with last season being able to watch on uh, iFollow, um, I, was, I was very impressed with pretty much every game, I think, that, um, that you were involved in. Um, and I think I was very pleased when uh, it was announced that you'd re-signed with us. Um, I, I must admit, I was a little surprised, but pleasantly. I just, I just didn't think, uh, I thought you might have been uh, going up. But um, yeah, I just wondered if that was a particularly sort of easy decision for you. And, and if so, what, what is it about the club that you, because you seem to be quite settled in now. Yeah, to be honest, it was you know, and absolutely why not? You know, when when can we get the deal done? Sort of thing. You know, since I'd been at the club, you know, there'd been nothing but but good things happening. You know, what I mean, I wanted to continue that and ride you know, and ride this journey. With, you know, with with the club. So obviously, you know, there was a bit of up in the air because obviously the manager situation at the end of the season. Who, you know, who's he gonna try and take with him? Who's he gonna? Um, who's the new manager going to come in? Is he going to like me? Is he not? Sort of thing. So it was all up in the air at that stage. You know what I mean? So nobody knew where. But obviously, uh, then I had the phone call of of Steve and saying that they wanted to retain me, and it, you know it happened pretty swiftly after that. To be honest. So yeah, I was, you know, I was delighted to to sign, and um, you know, hopefully it can be a successful season again this season. Because I can't see any reason why not. Great. Yeah. Thank you. So. We've got a, I've got a couple of things to touch on before we wrap up. Um, first of all, <clears throat> I noticed the uh, the ball sponsor for Saturday at <laughs> Wimbledon uh, is uh, Homer Shrimpson. <laughs> so I, I, someone, somebody's done that. Somebody's done that with a, obviously a sense of humour. We don't know who it is. Uh, if you do know who it is, please let us know. But uh, Homer Shrimpson is the ball sponsor. So uh, yeah, um, that's quite an interesting one. And uh, the big news. Which we can I can announce on here because obviously we go out Friday morning. Uh, congratulations to Cole, AFL Player of the Month, which is absolutely fantastic. And uh, Joel, it's no surprise, is it? No, not at all. I mean, look at the goal. I mean, <laughs> look how he kicked the season off with that goal against uh, Ipswich, and then just another one for good measure, which which was good in itself. You know, the way he pressed. But yeah, he's been he's been on fire. I think it's four league goals in August, and I think six overall. So, you know, I don't I don't know how anybody could possibly argue against him winning it. I mean, I'm sure there will be people, uh, you know, throwing mud around on Twitter as there always are. But look at you know, look what he's done. Like some of the solo goals he's scored. Like you know, you know the, the you know the skill he he's shown in scoring those goals. Like, you know, thoroughly deserved winner. I, th- I think there's a lot to be said and. Obviously, he was brought to the club on loan from Tranmere, and uh, the Tranmere fans were saying he'll, he'll never make a striker in League Two, and they're right because he's a striker in League One now. But um, the thing that tickles me is obviously he's had he, he went to Hearts because he, he he admitted he chased he chased the money, which is fine. Then he went to Carlisle, and Carlisle said you know he couldn't get arrested while playing for Carlisle, and then he came back on loan to us again, and then we got him permanently. And I, and I, as ex-professionals. Farney and and you as a current professional, Kyle. There is something to be said for if you if you're treated properly and you're happy at that club, you will prosper. And that's exactly what's happened to Cole. Cole has never scored goals anywhere else other than Morecambe Football Club. And I think there's a lot to be said for being happy and settled and someone who trusts you, Farney. Yeah, I think you're spot on there. And he's proven that, hasn't he, over the summer? Because I'm sure he could have probably moved on to somewhere else. Um, whether he's got more money or not, but he's actually stayed with us, didn't he? 
and uh, I think he realises that more for me is good for him. And uh, Kyle, you've just said virtually the same thing yourself. You're happy here, and that, and it's nice to be valued. But somebody, somebody who's like a goal scorer, like Cole, yeah. you know, for, class, class is permanent, but it can it can come and go. But obviously, Cole was doing the business without scoring some games last season, wasn't he? Yeah, exactly. And um, and it also shows when somebody shows you a bit of confidence, like Derek did, he was going to play in his team regardless, and knowing that he was going to play week in, week out, and. I think he thrived from it, to be honest. And then, obviously, Derek put his arm around, you know, around his shoulder and told him how good he was, sort of thing. And you could just see him excelling week in. You know, when I, when I, from the first week that I got you to the player, I see now is like, a, you know, it's mass difference because the confidence in the boy as well, just you know, grown and grown and grown. You know, he's always messing around the place, and he's always a bit of a, you know, always gonna throw somebody or. Or mess around with somebody, or you know, etc. But uh, he's, I think he's really knuckled down over the last sort of um, year or so, and you can see that. I think he's coming out with the performances now. I think he's not like like Barney said that he hasn't gone anywhere it's because he feels happy and content at a place, and, and that's more important to him at this stage of the season than, than like like he, like obviously he said about chasing money before that he, you know that he might have gone for the wrong move before because he chased the money. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, you can clearly see now he's happy, content, and that's I think really feels why he's scoring the goals he is. Kyle, are you sure that Derek put his arm around him? What? Are you sure Derek put his arm around him? I think he told him he loved him, didn't he? So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, 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 he said, I love this player. He, uh, went, he went on the radio and said, I love him to bits. So I was like, yeah, what the hell is going yeah, on? I, I, I've never heard Derek say, say that to anybody, so um, <laughs> you know, he must be a special breed. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll I'll bring Dan in on this one. Um, Cole Cole, um, he was on he was on here a few weeks ago, and uh, we we called uh, we called uh, Tombs the Vieira of the Bay, and Cole was like, "What's my nickname?" And I was like, "Cole the Goal." Hello, and it's it's come to fruition since he's been a, he's been an absolute beast of a centre forward for us for the past couple of seasons, Dan, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, massively so. Um, I'd say he's one of those players, I think, uh, as you said, it's, it just seems to click for him at, at this club. And, um, you know, when he's sort of gone elsewhere, it, it's not really worked out, but it, it was great to see him come back. And I think, um, I certainly remember sort of when I was talking amongst my friends who uh, support other clubs, uh, and sort of say, uh, oh, yeah, he's the one that went up uh, and couldn't score any goals in the in the Scottish League. So, like, you know, he's going to be... Yeah, and I'm like, no, no, no. He, he is, he's, he's good. He's, and and it's, yeah. I think they're finally starting to kind of see that actually there is a, a player in there, like, and it's not just me saying no, he is good, like, just because I support the team. Um, but yeah, he's he's massive. I think that was such a big, uh, a, a, a big deal for us when uh, when he signed on um, for another another uh, another contract. But um, yeah, um, massive player, and it's got to be. Sort of good to have that that person to kind of play the balls into, but it is it seems to be as well that the way he can kind of run with the ball and, and sort of hold people off as not just kind of a, a sort of a target man to lump it forward to is so much more in his uh, in his game that, than that. Um, but yeah, just I think quite a key player to to how we play um, as well. Obviously, when you touched on it with uh, Toombs there as well, he's another one. I think um, that was just a massive thing when when he signed on. I think he's just a different different level to anything I've ever seen um, sort of in, 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 in Morecambe's uh, midfield, for sure. But um, yeah, definitely was so pleased to keep Cole and um, I'm not surprised to 
to see him win uh, the Player of the Month. That's great. Well, the, the, the positive thing from Cole's point of view is that um, all the people that we've signed to try and play alongside him, he's slowly but surely he's, <laughs> already said he's getting him injured. So uh, he's making sure he's completely and utterly uh, unreplaceable up front. But I'll finish with you, James. He's, he's so important to the way we've played, both under Derek uh, and straight away Stephen saw, saw exactly how we can play with Cole. Um, for me now, he's added goals to his game. And he looks like the complete player, particularly at this level. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you said you said earlier he he scores goals for Morecambe. He scored goals on his loan spell with us um, and got a good number in his best season. And um, you know, since he basically in this calendar year, actually, I think I said recently um, after the goal in the FA Cup, that, that absolutely fantastic volley um, against um, against Solihull, he just seemed to click. And this half of the year, if you add up the goals he scored at the end of last season and goals he scored this season, he's, he's absolutely flying. Um, but, you know, as Derek and, and Kyle will attest to you far more than me. You, you, you don't necessarily need that from him because he's so good in his hold-up play. He's so good at keeping the ball. His, his close control, once he's got the ball within within kind of that arc of control, he's almost impossible to get off it. And you've got, you'll have two players nipping at his heels and he'll, he'll keep that ball. But you know, the, the, the goals in this last this, this calendar year have just been fantastic. So it's awesome. And he's only 27 um, and he's, he's fit as a fiddle. Um, so, yeah, he's, he's, he's just he's wonderful to see. It really is. It's really wonderful to see. And it's, it's the harder position to, um, to, to find somebody in um, and who can do their job consistently. So it's, it's just, yeah, I think everybody's enjoying it. Um, fans, his, 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 his teammates, managers a lot. He's just doing a wonderful job. I think that's uh, congratulations to Cole on being the EFL Player of the Month. I think uh, it's a great place to finish. Thank you very much to Joel, to Farney, to James, to Dan, and to Kyle for sparing the time tonight. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed this. This has been episode 11 of the Shrimpnet podcast. Uh, Dan's now going to go off screen and get his wallet out yep. so he can join the Shrimp uh, Trust. Um, and, and if he doesn't, we're sending Kyle and Fanny round. Um, <laughs> uh, but thanks for joining us. I uh, hope you've enjoyed this. Uh, we, uh, we hope the chip vans are busy against Wimbledon on Saturday and hope for a good result. Join us again for episode 12 next week when we have yet more surprise guests and probably even more to talk about. Thanks for joining us. <laughs>